Welcome to episode 14 of Women's Wisdom, Our Journey in Emergency Medicine, a production of the Women in Emergency Medicine section of the American Academy of Emergency Medicine. In this episode, Dr. Molly Estes interviews Dr. Kimberly Brown, her journey through emergency medicine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Women's Wisdom Podcast. My name is Molly Estes. I'm clinical faculty at Loma Linda University in Southern California. And I'm very pleased to have on our show today, Dr. Kim Brown, member of Team Health working in the greater Memphis area with the Baptist Memorial Hospital System. Dr. Brown, it's fantastic to have you with us today. Well, thanks so much for having me on. This was really cool that we were able to meet up at AEM and now we're recording in person. Thank you again for joining us and start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, I went to medical school in the Caribbean. I went to Ross University School of Medicine, and that was a very fun and exciting journey, I would say. Um, I finished at Ross in 2014, and I started my residency in 2015 at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center um, in Memphis, Tennessee, and I graduated in 2018 and been working in the Memphis community ever since. What, when you're not in the hospital saving lives, um, what are some of the things that you like to do with your quote unquote and rare and special free time? Well, that's been very interesting. I'll say this, since I'm a new attending, I get a lot of questions from residents like about, so this is what attending life is like. This is, so this is how you live your attending life. I'm just like, well, I don't know if I'm living my quote attending life the way I'm supposed to um but I guess I would say in my spare time I definitely love to travel um I missed that tremendously last year and I'm glad that outside of course it's opening back up I actually work out pretty frequently um as well I really like kickboxing I haven't kickboxed in a little while um just because I'm just changing some things up but kickboxing helps me out a lot um I cook a lot at home um, I am sort of a writer in a way. I um, took some spare time to write a couple of books before I um, got board certified in emergency medicine. It was some kind of some things I just wanted to do for fun. Um, I've done some media stuff for fun on TV. So I've been on Untold Stories of the ER. If you guys watch that show, it's one of my personal favorite shows because they actually use real doctors and real stories. So I've been on that show. Um, and I also was on House Hunters with my brother right after I graduated from residency too. So that was a lot of fun. So I guess my thing is, is what I, I feel like being in medicine and being a little bit older, finishing residency, things like that, I have taken the opportunity just to really do the things that seemed like it would be a cool thing to do, but I was too busy doing the medical thing. And so now that I have gotten board certified, I have, you know, got a great job, um, et cetera, and so forth. I'm just kind of just, let's see what else is out there. I'm a doctor. Yeah, that's cool. But now what, what, what am I going to do with this? Well, all, all the rest of the time and free time that I have. So I've just been kind of dipping my toe and seeing what happens. I have so many follow-up questions. <laughs> So many follow-up questions. Mostly, oh my God, I've done nothing with my life apparently. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna limit myself to two. You know, I'm limit my patients to two chief complaints. I'm gonna list, limit myself to you know two follow-up questions. Okay. Uh, one, what were the books that you wrote? What 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 kind of books were those? Holy cow! 
I wish I could tell you I was some prolific writer that knows how to like write a beautiful fiction story. I'm not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not. But so the books that I wrote was really about around medicine still. So the first book I wrote was It's an Emergency, Understanding the What, How, and Why of Your ER Visit. So it was really kind of like a love letter to patients as an ER doctor. Um, I remember when I was an undergrad, I was really sick. And I was sick. Now looking back, I was sick enough that something was wrong, but I wasn't super sick that I actually needed to be in the ER. I probably could have gone to a clinic or urgent care if I had honestly known. Um, and so I went to the ER and as an adult, that was just like a very different place for me. I'd been as a kid once for like an asthma attack, but I had never really fully understood what was going on, why things were going on, et cetera. And so I figured if I felt like that, then there has to be other people out there that feel the same way too. So I just kind of real, it's like a little primer or things that um, like maybe internal medicine or family medicine doctors can share with their patients. God forbid they even need to go to the ER. So they understand what's going to happen there because I feel like we have a very unique experience in our settings versus, you know, upstairs on the floor versus in the clinic or urgent care. Um, so just wanted to let people know kind of what to expect and hopefully give them some, some sort of a, uh, piece about being in the ER. And I'm going to shameless plug you right now. Everyone out there, listeners, it is available on Amazon. If you are a Kindle Unlimited uh, member like me, it is available through Kindle Unlimited by Dr. Kimberly Brown. It's an emergency, understanding the what, how, and why of your ER visit. So expect your uh, your royalty payments to go up uh, after this <laughs> uh, episode you. airs. Um, and I think my other big follow-up question to that uh, to that litany of things was the curious ER doctor and me. So what story did you share on Untold Stories? Well, I won't give it all away because I will tell you the season and the episode. It was season 13, episode 4, um, and it's called Heart Stings. That's not the name of my specific, um, you know, section in the in the episode overall not because just because i'm in it the the episode is good so if you guys want to go watch it just watch the entire episode it's pretty freaking good um but my story um as displayed on the show is about a woman who came in with arm pain and basically how she was dismissed and how i ended up finding this little rare 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 diagnosis that honestly i had heard about i'd read about it before but i never actually saw it in person um, and I will say this, and, and that's parallel to the actually what happened in person with um, my actual patient. But I, um, the big theme of the story was is that making sure that you're advocating for patients and advocating for yourself, even as a trainee, because um, I was a trainee at the time I was a resident. But um, that's the overall gist of the story. I won't give away too much of it. <laughs> God, such a good message, right? Like we, I feel like we constantly need to remind ourselves, remind goodness, the higher ups in the hospital that one of our major jobs in what we do every single day is advocating for our patients. And I love how you said advocating for ourselves as well. That's actually, God, that, that, that crux of the matter so many times and actually leads me into my next question for you. Although I, I have actually written down that information and I'm adding it to my, uh, to my next to be watched list, mostly so I can sit there in my living room and be like, I know her, I know her. Very cool. 
Um, but in terms of advocacy, so many times in our journey through medicine, and it doesn't really matter how long you've been in medicine or emergency medicine or post training, what have you. Um, so many times we run up against situations of where we feel like we're not being taken um, seriously through either the nature of our specialty um, or the nature of being a woman in medicine um, or the nature of where we came from or um, our prior training. It just seems to come up. Um, and I don't think that I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to anybody on this podcast who did couldn't think of a time where they could remember, oh yeah, that that was when I wasn't given the credit or the recognition or just the respect that I was due. Have you ever had a moment like this? How, what did you do? How did you resolve it? Well, unfortunately, yes, I also have been through this as well. Um, I would like to say more times than I would um, like to count. Um, And I think there's a combination of different things. One, um, I'm a black female physician. So put me already in 2% of all physicians that are practicing in the US. And then I practice in the pretty deep South. Um, Right now I'm working in Northern Mississippi a lot. Um, So that has its own challenges. Um, But I would say I, I would get a lot of are you the doctor? You're Dr. Brown. Um, so you must be the nurse. When I was a resident, somebody asked me if I was a tech. <laughs> um, so that there's been a broad different um, challenges to am I who I say that I am or challenging who I am, I think, um, as a physician, as a physician. Um, how I handle it, to be perfectly honest with you, depends on the day. Sometimes I'm very I appreciate nice. your honesty <laughs> so much because yeah, some days, some days I just can't put up with it. <laughs> some days it's like, listen, I'm already fed up because of whatever happened before, uh, you know, whatever that day brought me. And so you're going to get a, a little snippy answer. And some days um, I smile and I say something cute. Um, like I remember when I was in residency, I think one patient asked me, you're the doctor? Like I could tell that they were amazed because one, I was black and one, I was a female. It was very obvious of that. Not just like, oh, wow, you're the doctor. Okay. I just didn't realize it. Um, and so I was like, yeah, they allow us to be doctors now. Isn't that cool? And just oh smiled God. at them. And they, oh my God. And, but at the same time, you have to, sometimes you just have to call it out, call out behavior. Um, and I feel like for the, for the most part, I'm a pretty quiet person. I, I internalize a lot of things. I say what I want to say in my head a lot more than I say it out loud. But I feel like in certain circumstances that when people encounter you as a physician, whether you be man, woman, black, white, anything in between, LGBTQ, straight, non-binary, whatever, you are representation of medicine. And for so long, medicine has only looked one way. And it's up to us to really challenge people. Like, yes, today, women can be physicians. Yes, today, there are plenty of black physicians out there that are actively, actively practicing um, and so, like I said, sometimes I'm nice with it. Sometimes I'm cool. Sometimes I'm not. 
<laughs> I'm still professional, but just not the most warm with that response at times. No, I think that, first of all, grace with ourselves, right? When it comes to uh, the the particular demands of the shift in the day. Um, professional always, but yeah, being verbose is not sometimes within my emotional wheelhouse for the given shift. Um, but it's such an important point. It's up to... It is up to medicine to change its perspective to the public, but it's also up to us to continuously challenge the, per- the public's perspective of medicine as well. And we have to continue advocating for ourselves just to kind of bring it back around. We have to advocate for ourselves because if we wait for others to advocate for us, well, we're, we're probably going to be waiting a lot longer than I'm willing to wait for. Uh, again, I'm an emergency doc. I don't have that kind of patience. Um, and so it's really, it really is uh, important that we keep fighting that fight and we keep pushing forward no matter how tiresome um, the same question day after day, you know, time after time in and out um, really becomes. And it's so important for us to be able to support each other through that process because it does wear on you. I can only imagine uh, how much that must wear over time. It can be exhausting. Um, But I would say for the most part, those experiences are very few and far in between. Um, I would also like to flip it back and say that I work in communities that are tremendously underserved likely because they are more rural right now. That's where my contract takes me is to more rural parts of, of states. And so to have a board certified, um, highly trained physician there that is willing to serve them, I feel like the vast majority of patients are appreciative of that and thankful, are not thankful and it will tell me that. Like, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you explaining this to me, et cetera, and so forth. And so that those experiences when I actually hear the thank yous or I can see that I'm actually making a difference those feed me a lot more than just the negative experiences do um but I would like to say something else that you brought up too is I think that's a part of the reason why I'm a member of AAM is because I really am passionate about advocating for patients because of the populations that I typically serve and because those patients are typically Um, the ones that have seen their hospitals close or doctors move out of the area and things like that so they don't have quality care. Um, So advocating for us as a specialty too, um, emergency medicine isn't really something that is practiced by board-certified emergency medicine physicians in my area because there's a lack of us here. And so making sure that we're getting patients the highest level of care, whether it be, um, you know, in the emergency department setting or elsewhere is really important. And of course, making sure that we are known across state lines, county lines, federally, et cetera. Like we are important as emergency physicians. You want a board certified um, physician at the helm of your ER and leading your treatment team. I think that that leads me into actually the, the question I wanted to use is just a quick closing, which is, what inspires you? What do you draw on? Where do you find your hope um, for the future of medicine and our specialty? Yeah, wow, that's a big question. Um, what's really gotten to me lately is that 
I'm remembering that we are all human beings. And no matter how good you might think someone is, how bad you might think that they are, how full of crap they might be in your ER, if you even think that they're a drug seeker, et cetera. At the end of the day, what I've been really been meditating on is that everybody is a human being and everybody is trying to achieve the same thing at the end of the day. They want to be well. They want to be happy. They want everything that you want. They want their their families to be happy and healthy, et cetera, and so forth. So learning how to sometimes, if I do get in a moment where I'm just frustrated, I feel like everything sucks. My life sucks. Work sucks. Everything sucks. Why are people doing these things? Wah, wah, wah. I really try to remember that at the end of the day, they are just like me. They go home, they take off their, their makeup, their clothes, their, they put everything down. They We're humans. And so that's what inspires me because at the end of the day, I guess I would want somebody to treat me the same way that they would want to be treated. And whether that's in the hospital setting or wherever in life, just trying to remember that we're all the same and we have way more commonalities than we have differences inspires me. And it makes me really think about choosing the right thing, right path, doing the most good for others, the most good for myself as well, um, and just trying to stay positive. At the end of the day, we're all human and we can draw a connection with each other based off of that simple fact alone. Dr. Brown, I can't thank you enough again for being so willing to come on this segment. It has been truly a pleasure getting to chat with you and get to know you a little bit better. I'm not even kidding. Um, Your book is now in my Amazon cart. Uh, That is definitely going to happen. And I look forward to seeing you out in the real world in person and virtually as well. Thank you so much for having me on. This is fun. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the American Academy of Emergency Medicine. AAEM is a nonprofit professional association of over 8,000 emergency physicians dedicated to board certification in democratic group practice. For more information about AAEM, visit our website at www.aaem.org. Find all episodes of this podcast and our other podcast series on the AAEM website under resources and then publications. Join us again next episode for a new journey through emergency medicine.